What's good, what's good, what's good in the hood, and welcome back to another episode of the Good in the Hood podcast. And this week, I am joined by an amazing guest, a very special guest, uh, the homie, the black alien, I'm saying, Ashley D. How you doing? How you doing? What's up? What's up? So it's, happy uh, to be So excited. So excited. It's, a, it's truly a pleasure to have you on, on, the, on the platform. Um, known you for about, what, a little bit over a year now, uh, just through, like, BKC Network. I think we... First met on the Joe Budden podcast group. Yeah, uh, I, I learned so much about you from following you on social media. Just like one of your amazing artists, and I kind of want to get first to get into like just how we introduced each other. How did you find BKC Network? How did you get involved in that collective? Yeah, so I joined the Joe Budden Pod, um, and then you know we we're all kind of like kicking it on there, right? Mm-hmm. And then I got an invite from, I believe Vic, I believe Vic messaged me and he was like, hey, you know, I'm starting a group for creatives. You know, I'd love for you to be on. I'm like, I'm all about, you know, meeting creatives. That was my whole point of joining the, the, um, the Joe Button podcast uh, group to begin with, kind of kicking and discuss music and things like that. So um, yeah, I joined, I joined his group and then, yeah, I, I met you through there as well. Um, your music tastes are like very in line with me as well. So I was like, oh, like, this is dope. So that's kind of how I got on. And that's how I ended up joining that particular group. Yeah, I, I got introduced to you as a just an amazing music listener. Like you were just like, you know, just she had, she knows everything about music in my, my, in my <laughs> mind. Like I had a battle with her like twice in a, in a playlist battle that, that Vic curated. And Man, those battles, I miss them. You obliterated me. You obliterated me. You killed me. You killed me several times. I don't play like when it comes to like, I don't play like I tell everybody like I really don't watch TV like that. Mm. I'm listening to music like almost throughout my entire day. Like when I'm working, mm. when I'm painting, when I'm cleaning my house, doing chores. Like there's like music either in my headphones or blasting in my house like 24 seven. So That's I'm like dope. really serious all my shit when it comes to music. So yeah, like those playlists were like so much fun. And like, it was so much fun, like hearing what other people came up with yeah, and like yeah. how our musical tastes would align or how like you'll throw in like a wild card, like something I never even heard before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was like, Shout out to Vic for, 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 uh, for curating that whole thing. Like yeah, such a He's talking about bringing it back. He wants to say those because he brought those dope like um themes to playlists, mm-hmm. and you just you killed the theme like the theme. Yeah, it was it was it was no contest. You <laughs> wore like five times in a row, did you? Like five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like yo, this is crazy. Like who's gonna take me out? It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what um and talking about music, so we're here now. Like what what's what what are you listening to these days? What what's in Rotation for you during this crazy ass year? I'm not even on front. Like, I listen to a little bit of everything. I have this playlist on Spotify that is at this point like 600 plus of like some of my like just favorite songs throughout the year. 
and I would just right. go through Spotify and just click on, I just be like searching. And if I see like a dope album cover, like dope art, I just click on it. And it could be mm-hmm. like a guy with like 10 monthly listeners. And if it's dope, I'm like, fuck it. I'll just add it to my playlist, yeah. you know? That's hard. That's super so, that, that, so artists, all, all music acts out there, people do care about the artwork. Absolutely, no. It's a big thing. So the main people that I'm listening to right now, um, Gene Dawson's new album is super duper dope. Been listening to him a lot. Um, Pyramid Vitra, his project that came out a few months ago. I've been listening to that on heavy rotation. Um, Billy Limos is another one. Um, Damn, who else? I always have JPEG Mafia, heavy rotation. That's just like a given. Um, yeah, I'm coming up. I'm like drawing a blank. It's like so, it's so much that I listen to. Like, it's, it's so much. I just checked out that new, um, a midnight album. That was pretty cool. Uh, I, I yeah, I, into heavy too. Yeah, the, I think the deluxe, the de- deluxe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no, he's and, super dope. And like, yeah, like just that's a great transition because like that's one of the pieces I've seen from you. The, mm-hmm. uh, the minute you, you, you painted him, and I think it said, um, I'm just a was I'm a dreadhead yeah, with anxiety. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was fire. I want. I, I want to kind of get into like how, how much is it like when you when you pick a a person or anything you want to paint. Just the, the the topic, the idea you have. How much does it have to connect with like you personally before you do it, or is it just like oh that's cool? Oh, it, has, it has to connect with me one thousand percent. Like the people, at least like the known, like the kind of famous musicians or people that I paint. I have to be directly inspired by them or something that they did. Um, so Amine, I love Amine to death. And I was actually, he actually saw my painting and he reposted it on his story. And that was like the dopest thing. Like, I love when people do that. Like, that means so much to me when stuff like that happens. And it just makes me appreciate the artists even more when like they, um, when they support other artists and they support other artists' work. Um, but yeah, like when I do paintings, it's people that I admire or um, it's a person who I can kind of connect with like on a spiritual level. Like it could be somebody I don't know. And if I see the picture and I just get kind of an emotion out of it, I'm like, you know what? Let me paint that. Let me put my own spin on it. So that's kind of that's how I do it. Cause you have, you have a, a bunch of, a bunch of pieces this year that I was, I was just captivated by. I'm curious, you. you have, is it like a, a child? Like, is it hard? Is it impossible to pick a favorite at this point? A favorite? Uh, no, because I'm going to keep it real. Like, once I paint something, I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then I put it out there. And then I won't even, like, acknowledge it after that. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of oh, weird. Man. Like, I get tired of my stuff. Like, I don't even have any of my own art, like, hanging up in my house because I get tired wow. of my stuff. Yeah, yeah like, I'm, I'm weird cool. like that. But, like, when I make stuff, I put it out there, and then I just, like, literally move on to the next. So it would be so hard to pick a favorite. I don't I don't even know. I just do it. I mean, there, there's so many from me that I just I truly enjoy. I feel like the Breonna Taylor one and the George mm-hmm. Floyd one were just so powerful just because of the timing. And my Arbery as well. With the timing of those Breonna Taylor and George Floyd ones, I mean, just especially with Breonna Taylor crying and George Floyd crying, just it just, it really hit home. And um, I, I kind of want to get, like, from your vantage point being in California and, of course, you know, it's, it's, more, it's more progressive in California, mm-hmm. more progressive in Chicago. I just had a guest from Kentucky on, and, and they were talking about how different it is there. Like, what what is the feeling in California, from your vantage point, with all the social injustice going on? I mean, it's, pit, it's pretty liberal out here, but, I mean, it's still racist people out here. I mean, 
I've dealt with racist people. I worked in tech for a very long time and mm. being the only token black girl in the entire office. So, I mean, Barbecue Becky was right in Oakland, right at Lake Mary. Oh, uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we still deal with the bullshit, too. Obviously not as bad as a place like Kentucky or anything like that. Um, but it, it's, it still happens. Um, it still happens, and it's unfortunate. And I think that it's important for artists and for just people to be more vocal about it and just know that we're not going to take any shit. Like, I made a, a painting about defunding the police and being, like, mm. pro-riot and pro-protesting you know, protesting and looting and things like that because that's, that's what I stand for, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if that's what we need to do in order to be heard, then that's just what we have to do. And I think that a lot of liberals, especially in this community, were all on the same page. You know, there were huge protests that once Joy Floyd hit, huge protests that were happening like every single weekend, like all the buildings boarded up, streets crowded, like it was crazy. So, you know, it, it is liberal out here, but we do still deal with the things that we deal with. Cause I mean, it's America at the end of the day, there's no running away from any of it. When you, when you, when you were going in to paint the Amara Arbery's and the George Floyd's and the Breonna Taylor's, when, when, when you were getting ready to put your brush to the canvas, was there any hesitation, like, I don't want to do this? Like, was there anything that, that hit you, like, this is too much? Oh, for sure, for sure. So the reason why I did those paintings is because whenever they, the media, whenever something happens with these victims, they find something wrong with them, right? Like, yeah. oh, he did this. Oh, she did this. Like, I think they had a picture of Breonna Taylor like holding a gun or like something. It was something crazy. Mm. Like they're always kind of like painting these negative, painting us in a negative light. Mm. And um, and especially opposed to, you know, white people who get in trouble, like white shooters and like mass murders and stuff like that. Oh, he was such a great guy. Oh, he was an A plus yeah. student. Oh, like, uh, like they always do that. Yeah. So the purpose of me like putting those paintings out there was to kind of paint them in a light, like they're human, they're one of us. Like that could have been me, that could have been you, that could have been like my uncle, my brother, my cousin, that could have been any one of us. Yeah. So I think it's important for us to kind of, as artists and as creatives, to kind of paint them in these pictures that are that are beautiful, that are like humanizing them and that are um, making them immortal, you know what I mean? And making us like realize that we need to remember them. We need to set this image in our hearts. So, because it happens so many times and we, we need to remember these things. So yeah, I, I hesitated with it, especially because at the time, like I wasn't in the best space mentally, especially during like the whole George, George Floyd situation, like that whole thing, like threw me for like a complete loop. Like we're all locked in the house. It's in the middle of a pandemic. I want to go out and protest and do all of this other stuff. But I got a daughter that I got to take care of. So I can't really do the things that I want to do and be involved in my community because I'm, you know, I got to protect the safety of my family. Um, mm. So that was just kind of my way of um, kind of doing my own personal protests is just trying to make sure that I do something to kind of, um, kind of get the conversation going around everything that's happening. I mean, that's a great transition a little bit. Uh, we'll get, we'll get back to some of your paintings also, but, Talk about like being a, being a parent like during during this year, um, dealing with I'm sure your own self care, making sure you, you're, you're mentally stable in a, in a in a year that's filled with social injustice, nothing right to people that look like you, 
and that's that's infested with this virus that we are just without information on. Yeah. So, as a parent, it's it's been it's been a very um it's been a challenge. I mean, my daughter, she's eight years old, so mm. after homeschool. I also have my nine to five. I also have Black Alien. I also have my husband that I got to spend time with. You know what I mean? So I got to yeah. keep our whole unit intact. And then since my daughter is the only child, I kind of have to be like her friend as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I got to make sure that I'm spending as much time as possible with her because we're not outside and she's not able to see her friends. Um, also with all the protests and all of that stuff going on, being honest with her, but not being too real not giving her too much information to where like i'm scaring her because you know she's it i want her to be aware of what's going on but at the same time i don't want to like take away our childhood either Mm -hmm. and we're in the middle of pandemic too so it's like trying to like juggle all of these different things so yeah it's been a challenge but at the same time it's been great because i've been able to spend so much quality time with her prior to this pandemic we would all be out like every single weekend, whether it's like at a show that I'm doing or an event or just going to a gallery or a party or whatever the case may be. So really being able to like slow down and just spend more quality time with my family and not have as much like on my plate as far as like running around traveling. Um, that also has been a good thing too. So, um, you know, it's, it's been good. It's been a challenge, but I mean, we, we make it work as parents we get thrown into situations that we may not necessarily know what we're doing, but you know, we want to do the best that we can for our, for our parent, for our kids. So we just, we make it work, you know, we make it work and we make it happen. Absolutely. And I've always been thinking this whole year about, about you parents, because me, I'm not, I'm not a parent, but I remember when I was a kid and the most chaotic thing going on probably in the world when I was a kid was like nine 11, you know, and everything that happened after that. So I can only imagine being a kid like during this year. Like I can't even imagine not going to school or not seeing my friends and stuff. So how how is it like with your like how's your daughter maintaining through this? She's actually doing really really good with it. Like she's doing fine with it, but she definitely does have moments where she's like, "Yo, I want to hang out with my friends," or like my group of friends. They're going out to the park. Like how come I can't go? Mm. Or like school school opened up, but we decided to keep her at home. So she's like, how come I can't go to school? And like me having to tell her, like, listen, other people's version of safety is different. Like what I deem safe may be different for another family. So whereas another family may think that it's safe to, you know, have their kids in school, I don't think that way. So we kind of have to think about those things. And, you know, we believe in science over here. So we're looking at the data and we're looking at the stats and we're looking at the amount of deaths and the amount of confirmed cases that are happening. Mm-hmm. Like, we watch those things very closely. And mm-hmm. now we have our shelter in place happening again where everything is shut down. Like, for example, a group of her friends is supposed to be going to the zoo. Um, and they just put the shelter in place. So now zoos are shut down. Mm-hmm. And we were telling her, like, prior to that, we were like, hey, so I understand that a group of your friends are going to the zoo. But, you know, it's not really safe right now. You know, we may get shut down, so they may not even be able to go. So we're just letting you know. 
And then like literally a few days later, like they locked us down again. And we told her like, hey, so remember that conversation we had? Now everything is locked down again. So, you know, we're not trying to be bad parents. We're not trying to like take away from your fun, but we believe in science and we're following the rules over here. So yeah, like we're, we're you know, we're making it work. So I think it's about just being very open and honest with your children. Like if they ask a lot of questions, make sure that you're answering those questions. You know, me growing up, if I ask questions, I'd be like, girl, like, why are you asking questions? Like, do what I say yeah. and really it. But like yeah. with her, I want her to make sure that she has all the information so she doesn't grow up being like, dang, like, why did my parents handle this? Like, I didn't really know what was going on. We were locked in the house for a year, like, and I didn't even know why. You know what I mean? Yeah. So having that honesty with kids is very, very important. And like mentioning like the stay in place and everything being shut down. Like you, you, I see you on Instagram all the time promoting galleries and whatnot. How, how, how have those galleries been affected? Has anything slowed down for you as far as those, those outings go? Yeah, I mean, as far as the events and stuff like that, like I had at the middle of January, I had my entire year lined up like up to like August. I had events like everything lined up all into wow. August. I had trips overseas, like I had all the events. I had that like everything right so yeah that's that's been very hard things have been shut down um people are unable to do things like people do events outside like here and there i decided like not to do that um so it's it's been really hard because the bulk of my business is like face-to-face -face interaction and doing those events and like and things like that so yeah it's been um it's been a challenge and like really making sure that you keep in touch with the community and let them know like, hey, we're kind of all in this together. So we need to make sure that we kind of band around each other, support each other, like shout each other out. So that mm -hmm. way, you know, somebody else can get a sale, somebody else can get a follow, somebody else can get some business or, you know, a commission or something like that. So I think um, community building has really been important more than ever due to the fact that everything is shut down. Absolutely. And, and community building, like you said, is very important. And it's it, it's kind of tough because 2020 is like trying to strip us of our community. So I, yeah. I, I, I definitely want to check in with you and just see like, one, first off, how's your mental health today? I know you say you were going through tough times during the joy of thought like that era. I think I think any black person in America, I'm sure in June, had to have like some just moments of just like, this is too much. <laughs> like, so, sure. like, so like, For so sure. like, how, how, how are you doing today? I am actually doing really, really well. Like I'm doing a lot of reflection now that we're kind of on the last month of the year and just looking back at all the things that I was able to accomplish this year. And I'm very, very like proud of myself that I was at, that I was able to like push through and like pull through with everything. Cause there were times where I was gonna like shut everything down. I was gonna shut down a black alien. I was gonna deactivate my Instagram page. I was just like, you know what? I just don't even wanna do it anymore. Like I don't, I don't feel the motivation to do anything. Um, so me taking that break really, really helped. Um, just like putting everything on pause helped a lot. Um, so mentally, I think that I'm in a really good place. You know, of course, and I'm a person, I live with depression and anxiety, like I'm, I'm diagnosed with both. So it's always like an ongoing thing that happens in my life that I just have to manage. Um, but as of right now, like I'm, I'm in a really good place. Yeah, I'm very happy. And, 
and just and you just walk me through because I also dealt with like depression my whole life. So I'm definitely interested in this topic as far as like talk to me about like just those steps you took to get to where you are now. Like I'm sure there was like you said there were dark days and you're dealing with your your plate is full. You have so you're your mother, you're you're an entrepreneur, you have a nine to five, like so just talk to me like those steps you had to take just to get to where you are today. Definitely. So I think that in the past what I used to do whenever I was like in a dark space, I would always try to like force myself out of it, right? I would always tell myself like, yo, you need to chill, like it's fine, like get over it, whatever. I think that now, whenever I feel myself in this deep place, I kind of accept it because I know that it's temporary. You know what I mean? So I tell myself like, okay, I'm not feeling well right now. And it's okay for me to not feel well. There's nothing wrong with me. Um, There's no reason for me to like fight it or to try to like erase it and not pay attention to it. Like, let me acknowledge this. And then once I acknowledge it, then I'm able to then kind of recover and kind of get out of it. You know what I mean? So if I feel myself in that way, that's why I would take a break from Instagram. That's why I would, like, if somebody wants, like, a friend or something wants to talk, I'd be like, you know what? I really can't talk right now. I'm really not feeling well. When I'm in a better place, like, I'll get back to you. Just kind of, like, doing that and learning how to say no a lot, too. Um, because I think that I struggle with that. <laughs> I struggle with that. Yeah, like learning how to say no is a big thing, and I think that that is like the main thing that I learned this year. Because due to the pandemic, I had no choice but to say no. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like that's fair. Hey, can we kick it? You want to go to the function? No. You want to do this event? No. Hey, you want to have a play date? No. Like just learning how to say no, I think, has really helped me to kind of know my limits and know my boundaries and know how much I need to put on my plate and know when I need to like draw the line and be like, okay, I'm doing too much. I need to chill. Yeah. For, for me, it's always like so, the social media uh, push away is always the toughest for me, especially, especially this year, like this year I'm starting the podcast and I'm, try, I'm trying to get into my brand and building a brand or not. So like I would, I, I found myself at times when I need to just push away from social media, but I can't, I got to promote my brand. You know what I'm saying? It just, it was but always on. Exactly. Why? Social media is going to be there when you get back. Exactly. Like nobody's exactly. going, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So it's okay for you to like turn it off if you need to turn it off because it's a 24 seven thing. Like it's, it's not mm-hmm. going, anywhere, you know, and the people who love you and who support your podcast and support what you do, they're going to be mm-hmm. right there waiting for you when you get back. So if you feel like you need to take all the time that you need, take it because nobody going nowhere. So that's real. Yeah, that's real. And I, I think I think it's I think it's humans. It's like a human nature thing. At least I try, I try to I try to put it on humans at least that we just think that when when we stop, the world stops in some sort of way. Some, in some way, we just feel that way. The world's going to stop if we stop doing something. It's not like you just said. The world's going to be there. Shut your brain off. Walk away. Get your isolation for a minute. And that, that's one hundred percent correct. And I just want to know, like, how long did it take you to get to to that spot where you just knew? how to deal with yourself and knew how to deal with chaos around you and when to just say, you know what, I'm going to take a break here. (laughs) I mean, to be honest, it's a work in progress. I won't even say that I have it all figured out now. You know what I mean? Like I'm 32 at this point. I've dealt with kind of the ups and downs my entire life. So it's not something that I just woke up and like had an aha moment. It's always something that I'm working on. It's always something I have to remind myself to do. So 
I can't even like, I would be lying if I told you like, oh yeah, I have it all figured out. Like everything is good. It's like, it's a work in progress and I get better and better as time goes on. You know what I mean? You train yourself and eventually you get better than the last time. So it's always a work in progress, but us as humans, we are all a work in progress. We're always learning and always evolving. So. And um, for, for me, like going into 2020, I kind of went into 2020 in a, in a bit of a rut. I'm saying in a bit of a dark place. And starting this podcast was one of the things that helped me kind of get out of that, you know, being productive, that kind of stuff. Started trying, trying to be on the healthier side of things and working out and whatnot. And that all helped me, like, just mentally helped me out a lot. So I'm curious for you, with be, being a painter, being an artist, like, how much does your art help you with, like, how, how much is your art therapy, basically? It, it, it is therapy. Like, literally, my art is therapy. The reason why I started Black Alien to begin with was to kind of help me through my anxiety and help me through my depression. You know, that was, that was, that's the whole beginning of the Black Alien. So my art is my therapy. It helps me once I sit down and once I have that canvas in front of me, I zone out. I'm not stressed out. I'm not depressed. I'm not thinking about, oh, what I got to cook for dinner or, oh, dang, I got to go to work tomorrow. I'm not thinking of any, any of that. I'm just doing it. And um, it's very therapeutic. It's very, very, very therapeutic. Even if I do something, I don't even like the painting at the end. Like, even if the painting is trash, I'm so happy that I took those few hours doing it because it helped me to kind of, it's a bit of an escapism, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That's that's important right there. That's very important you said that. Um, I kind of want to talk now about, like, the Black Alien. Like, talk about your brand and, like, where, one, where, where the name originated from and, 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 what, and, and what's your goals with it moving forward? Yeah, so the Black Alien, my name. So I am a weirdo. Like, I've always been a weirdo. I've always been, like, outcast, never really fit in with anybody like that. Like, I have friends and stuff like that, but I just always felt like the weirdo, you know? You know, mm -hmm. like the Black Sheep. So yeah. that's where the Black Alien came from. Just always just felt like an alien. So I just felt like it was very fitting. Um... I am a art and apparel brand, so um, I do art, I do apparel. I also started doing like um, home goods as well, candles and uh, plant pots and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what the Black Alien is. Just me not ever feeling like I belonged and always like feeling bad about that and me getting to a point in my life when I learned to accept that. And when I was like, you know what, this is what makes me me. So why not like celebrate that and celebrate other people who like felt that way growing up too? Cause I mean, we all felt that way at a certain point, but I didn't know that as a kid because we don't really talk about that. Yeah, we don't go to our right. friends like, Hey, I feel like yeah. I don't belong. Like we don't, yeah. we don't do that. We deal with it on our own. So Absolutely. it's like, once you get older, you realize that and you're like, okay, I need to like, I need to start accepting myself and accepting all the experiences and things that I went through. So you know, the next little girl that sees my stuff may see it and, you know, be inspired to, you know, do her thing. And I feel like she needs to do things to fit in and things of that nature. So. So what was the what was the moment when the light bulb turned on and the name Black Alien hit you and, and you knew right, this is this is something? Like, I just it happened in a dream. Like, I can't even front. It happened in a dream. So I remember this is like four years ago. I tell the story all the time. Um, the way that it started was I was working at this really, really, really shitty job. Like hated that job with a passion. Like it was so bad. I was so stressed out, so burned out. Um, and I used to have like anxiety attacks before work. Like that's how stressed out I was. So I started to go to coffee shops like before work 
to kind of like calm down and kind of like just have like a moment of like zen before I started work. And um, I like started bringing a sketchbook with me and I would start to draw. And I would make that a routine. Like I would do it every single day. And of course, like the regulars in the coffee shop, they started to take notice, start having conversations about things. And then eventually I built up the confidence to start posting it on Instagram. And then once I started doing that, people would be like, oh, that's dope. Let me buy that. And I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, you want to buy my shit? Like, oh, okay, I guess. And then it just, that's just kind of how, how it happened. You know what that's I mean? Awesome. And yeah, just it, that, it came to me in a dream one day. And it's, it's so weird. I'm all about um, ancestral work and like um, honoring your ancestors and things like that. And I, I really feel like my ancestors, I really planted that in my head that night. Like the logo, the name, like everything, it just popped out like a light bulb. And I was like, oh, snap. Like, okay, cool. We got something. Let's go. And that's, that's really how it happened. Have you ever watched uh, Lovecraft Country? Mm-mm. What's that? Oh, all right. So, so I forgot you don't watch TV. So there's a show, <laughs> it's a show on HBO, right? I think it's uh, exactly- super popular. And I'm like, I've never heard of it. <laughs> It's uh, it's actually um, executive produced by Jordan Peele, I believe. It's black mm-hmm. show. It's all, all black cast on HBO. It's like based in the '60s, and it has a it's, it's a weird twist that goes on to the show. But I think you should watch it because it's a character in the show, Hippolyta. She's the the auntie. She's you know she's a typical black auntie in the South Side of Chicago, mm-hmm. and just let's say some some alien experience hit her. And I I swear everything you just said reminded me of that so much. And I, I, I know you don't watch TV, but please ch- check it out. Just check that I mean, the show out. I got on Max. Like, my husband watched TV, so I, yeah. I'll, I'll put it on tonight. It's called Love yeah. Country. Lovecraft Country. It's a TV. It's like, it's like eight episodes, an hour long each. Bet. I'll check it out. I'll definitely check yeah. it out. It's it's 100% like everything you do. It's amazing how, like, did you hear Polina? That's you. That's you now. <laughs> but uh, that's incredible. And just, like, I want to get into, like, that, that word alien, right? The word alien. And like, how have, how have you been able to now, since you felt like, a, like an outcast, a weirdo your whole life, like now, now that you're more comfortable in your skin, do you still have that alien feeling or do you feel like one of us now? Honestly, I still feel like it, like I'm, a, I'm always feel like, like that because that's kind of mm-hmm. like the foundation in which like I yeah. like up upon, you know what I mean? For sure. And I don't think that's ever gone away just based on my personality like i'm super duper introverted like mm. i'm super introverted like the only time that i am outgoing is like when it comes to me like selling my stuff you know what i mean or like if i'm working um but i i stay to myself i'm very introverted i don't really feel like being bothered with a lot of people i keep like a super small circle it's not that many people who like really really know me you know what i mean like right. they're like oh like i i really know who you are versus yeah. like this other side of me that I put on, like, professional side, you know? Right. You, know you know of me, you don't know me. <laughs> yeah, like, you know of me. Like, you you're, you, you know, like, you've met me, you've right. seen my work, like, you've seen my Instagram, but you don't, you don't know me. Like, you don't right. know, like, my goofy side, or you don't know right. my side of, like, when I, like, genuinely don't want to talk to nobody. Like, that's just, yeah. you know. So, yeah, I still feel like that, but... The thing is, the older I get, the more that I realize that I am who I am and I don't feel bad about that. I don't feel guilty about it. I think that our society always pushes people to be more outgoing and to be more talkative 
and things like that. So I was always taught to, oh, why are you so quiet? Oh, she's shy. Stuff like that, you know? Mm. And I'm, I'm like, I don't care. Like, this is me. If I don't feel like talking, I don't feel like being bothered. Yeah. I just want to sit and draw for 12 hours and not want to deal with anything, then hey, that's that's me. You know what I mean? That's me. And I'm I'm unapologetically me now. So that's amazing. I do feel that way, but I'm more accepting of it now than what I was when I was younger. That's awesome. That's that's a great mindset to have. Like, you know, like I'm I can hang around y'all, but I'm still gonna just be me. That's 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 all that's all we should all want to do. We should never want to be anyone else and that's important for you to, for you to say that. And I kinda want I kinda want to get go back to your paintings real quick because there's a part of your paintings that always stick out to me, especially like a, a specific three, the Donald Glover painting, the George Floyd, and the Breonna Taylor, which I've mentioned before. Those three always stick out to me because, you know, they're crying, you know, and, mm. and, 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 and their, their tears are very, I don't know, each one of those three specifically always stuck out to me. The George Floyd one's like in my head. I picture George, George Floyd, no, no lie, I picture him as your painting. And that painting just wow. in, my, in my head. So I'm always I'm curious, like what what inspires those tears? Those tears picked it, like just because of those people, or is it just an emotion you're having at that time? I'm like stuck in space right now. I'm like that's that's really like no, that's like it's, yeah, it's, that's it's an amazing it's an amazing painting. That's really dope. Um, the tears. So here's the thing. Again, everything is centered around our childhood, right? Everything is centered yeah. around our upbringing. That's what makes us who we are today. I think that, especially Black people, we are always taught to not cry and to not show emotions. It's like, you need to suck it up. Don't be crying, especially don't be crying in public. Especially as a man, don't be crying either. Don't be showing emotion. Like, you need to suck it up. You know what I mean? And if you you do show that, you're, like, looked at as weak. You looked at as a punk. Like, you looked at as you soft. You know what I mean? It's It's not something that we we kind of push it under the rug, you know what I mean? And I think that that is like obviously super duper damaging. I think that it is very important for us to purge those emotions and flesh it out because what happens is when we keep it in, that turns into something else. That turns into anger, that turns into rage and then we start to act out. Then we start to do stupid things, you know what I mean? So when I put those tears there, those symbolizes black tears, those symbolizes black emotions. And it symbolizes that, you know, we, we have emotions too. We are not like these super humans that these white people think that we are. Like we're non-human, you know what I mean? They look at our mm. children like they're not even like children. They look at them like they are like full-blown adults, you know what I mean? They look at us like we are not right. human. Yeah, so I show those tears as a way to humanize us and as a way to show people like it's okay to cry. It's okay to show those emotions and it's okay for us to feel that sadness and to feel feel that stuff, you know, people people need to see us in that light. And that's amazing. As you say that, like I'm, of course, I, I've done a little research on your on your uh, paintings before this interview. I just looked at a few of them, and as you say that, like one of my questions was going to be, why is George Floyd crying? Why is um, Breonna Taylor crying? But why is not Ahmaud Arbery crying? And then you said that, and it re- I, it, it hit me. I was like, oh. Cause he's smiling because I'm just a, I'm just a black man and you guys killed me for just jogging. Exactly. Like you just exactly. stole my joy for no reason. Exactly. Exactly. And so, so like, yeah, that's powerful. Like he was the first one I did. Cause of course that was, a, that was the first one that came out. 
And then George Floyd was the next one. And that's when I decided to do those two. Like, it kind of clicked for me. And I was like, oh, snap, I need to do that. And then when I did him, Breonna Taylor, and Tony McDay, I kind of did them all in the same vein. And I didn't do Ahmaud Arbery like that because I hadn't even thought about that idea until George Floyd happened. You know what I mean? But honestly, what makes makes it, it fits even better that you didn't in my mind because uh, Floyd... um, Brother Taylor and uh, the young man in California, they were killed by police. You know, Aubrey was killed by, you know, white citizens just being racist assholes. And yeah. so it, I, I think the strength of him of him smiling there is just, it, it, it makes him stronger, the fact that he can still smile. While I feel like it's important to show George Floyd crying because he was looked at as like an aggressive black male. You know, and just like he like like in and he was not that he was not an animal. He treated like an animal. You know what I'm saying so. I I gotta give you a round of applause for the all 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 of those paintings. Those paintings were just beautifully done and powerful. Thank you, thank you. I really that means so much to me. Like, thank you. That means that means a lot. That no, means a lot. That's really all I wanted to do was like just get those paintings out there and just have people like feel something, you know what I mean? Just have them feel a little bit, you know what I mean? And also Mm -hmm. to kind of help me to process those deaths and also for me to remember them. I think a lot of times we get so desensitized because the shit happens so much. And I just got to a point where I was like so fed up. I was like, I don't want to be desensitized to this. Like we really, we really at least need to feel this for a moment. You know what I mean? We need to feel this and we need to remember this for a moment versus being like, Oh, another nigga got shot today. Oh, damn, that's fucked up. Okay, move on. You know what I mean? Like we really yeah. need to. So, thank you. And like, that, that, thank you. And like, for, and like for me, I 100% agree with that sentiment because I'm in Chicago, where the murder rate is constantly thrown down the the national media's throat. But in Chicago, I swear, if you watch the news, you won't you won't see it. Like you won't see any news about a murder outside of all oh, this weekend. So many, so many people were shot and killed. But you don't hear anything about it throughout the week. Like the weekend, you'll hear it. And it's, it's always it's always amazing to me how that, how that goes. Yeah. And um and, and just, and just right, like, it, it was the same same thing. Like you wouldn't hear about it. Yeah. At least it was on news, you know. You know, like so. it, it, nonstop. And like at a certain point this year, it was a lot of police killing blacks. And I just like, man, this is this is crazy. It, it was it was the number. I, I forgot the names. There's so many people now that the names of have, have now left me. Like it, and it's. And it's sad. It's, it's sad when you realize that, like, man, they're, they're killing so much, so many of us. We can't even remember the names of these people anymore. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's and that's what they want. They want us to be left nameless. You know, and it, it, it hurts. Um, and just and also, kind of just, I want to switch to a lighter note a little bit, I guess. Uh, with with everything going on this year, we've been entertained by uh, this this new this new platform in music. We talked about music earlier and how much you listen to music. Have you been in tune to the, the, the Versus series at all? Like on Instagram and whatnot? I've listened to a few. So, of course, I had to tune into the Gucci and Jeezy one. Like, that was like, <laughs> I was fired. I was like, I, I, I need to be zoomed in on this one. So, I tuned into that one. I tuned into, it's been so many. Dang, who else? The Nelly and Luda one. Um, those are the only two in my mind that I can think of right now that I actually like watch. That I was like, I, right. I have to. Yeah. Yeah, that Gucci, that Gucci and Jeezy one got a little, little, little hot, little, little, little tense. Got a little it, tense. 
It was a lot. It was a lot. I'm happy that nothing crazy happened. You know, that's good. Yeah, and the fact that yeah. they was able to perform so icy together, like that was cool. But yeah, it was, yeah. I was sitting on the edge of my seat on that one. That one was, it, I was this is crazy. This is really old. If you had a, if you had to draw up a dream versus, I'm saying, with your, like, because like I said, we had the, all those, all those theme playlists from Vic. I'm sure you got to have an idea in your mind what or versus you would like to see. I'm such like. <laughs> dead or alive, dead or alive. No, it's funny because like the, the two, you're going to think this is so lame. The two that pop up in my hair right now is Tyler versus Gambino. Oh, those wow. are the two. I'm not, I'm not mad at that at all. That's really? amazing. <laughs> That's incredible. I've never heard that one yet. I've never heard that yeah. one yet. A, a versus between them two would be fire to me because I, I love them two to death. So just seeing a versus between them two, I would, yeah, I would lose my mind Cher on that one. Cherry Bomb is one of my favorite albums. I love, I love Cherry Bomb. So, really? Yeah, that'd be, yeah. Favorite album? I love, album. I, I, love, I love Roy Ayers. So, so anything with Roy Ayers on is going to get me. Like, if you got Roy Ayers on your project, you got me. I Thanks. didn't know that about you. And Cherry yeah. Bomb, people, you know, people yeah, get people Cherry need, a, yeah. a little bit of flack sometimes. Okay? I know, but... Cherry Bomb is pretty good to me. I, I love Cherry Bomb. Um, there's a there's a few. I'm not, not interested in your favorite because like now I I know I, I've known already about like your, your love for JPEG Mafia, Amine, uh Tyler. I'm kind of curious like of the of the people coming up, the newer acts. Like who who are you looking at that's that's newer, new next generation kind of that's coming up. Hmm. Newer generation. Who's or out like right some, now? Or, or, or like some more unknowns. You, you named the plethora of unknowns. Then with the listen back and uh and, and check out. Yeah, I can't like I'm completely drawing a blank on these new guys that are out right now. I have no idea at the moment. Is um, it mostly rap for you right now? Right now, I'm listening to, for example, Gene Dawson. I'll Gene Dawson is so dope to me. Like his album is so fire. Like he has some indie mixed in with some rap mixed in with some rock like i like a lot of hybrid artists like that okay. that are kind of like below the radar like that's what, what i'm think, like what do, you, what do you think of saint john saint john is okay i need to get into his music more like i heard a few songs like a while ago and oh, i thought it was gosh. dope and then i never went back to revisit it i'm gonna have to check him out yeah i'm gonna definitely have to check him out for sure and definitely i need you to listen to uh, i need you to watch lovecraft country but I, I need you. I definitely will. I definitely but, will. I'm not. But 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 as you know, I'm a super supporter of the, of the Pivot Gang, so I definitely like. I, I know you love that uh, that Mene, uh project with the because I think I think the Jid song was lucky the best one on that deluxe. Oh yeah, the Jid song was fire. It was yeah, fire. I love, I love Pivot Gang. Love Saba. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Joseph yeah. Chilliams, like love Pivot. Joseph Chilliams just dropped a, um, a, a remix kind of to Dick in a Box by SN, the SNL guys. He just did oh, it really? for, for Christmas. It's, it's hysterical. It's <laughs> I'll amazing. have to check. I would definitely have to check that out. Yeah, the, the bro, bro, got a, bro got a nice falsetto on him. I can't even lie. I can't even lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, but I don't want to hold you up too much longer. I, I want you to plug. I definitely want you to plug where everyone can find you. I, got I told you before we were push record, I just purchased one your beanie off of, uh, off your website, Black blackalien.com it's one is a dope ass beanie navy blue with, with, with yellow letters and all different languages saying black alien thank you that is fire that was i had it like oh easy I 15. Much. I <laughs> so i am on all platforms the black alien black is spelled b-l-k 
Um, my website is theblackalien.com. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And what's coming up next for you? Like, what's uh, what, what's your 2021? Like, what's your vision for your 2021? 2021. I mean, if we are able to be free, if we're able to be out in the world, definitely we want to get back to doing my events and things of that nature. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I just um, launched a home goods line. So I'm doing candles. Mm. I'm also doing um, like uh, notebooks, um, as well as hand painted plant pots. So definitely going to start pushing that more in 2021. I may have like some, some additional offerings maybe some, you know, tea blends, maybe some pillowcases. Like I really look at Black Alien as like like a like a brand, not just artists. So I definitely want to start branching out and exploring different mediums and um, kind of expanding a little bit more. I cannot so, thousand percent see you in the podcast world next year. I can definitely see that in your future. Podcast world. I don't think Absolutely. I had a personality for it. I don't think my personality What? Is that. You're killing this right now. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm gonna have to put it back and see. I don't, I don't know. Real, I, don't, I, don't I know. caught one. I caught one of your IG lives. You want somebody IG live recently? I, I caught you on like, oh, Ashley has all the personality in the world. This is gonna be an amazing <laughs> thank episode. Thank and you. Listen, listen, listen to the hype for sure. I'm definitely gonna be looking into them candles. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a candle guy. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm a candle guy. Are you really I'm a candle guy? If it's lavender <laughs> with some like some, some lavender with like a with like a strong male scent added to it, it always works. Like yo, the uh, scent. Are so fire, like they are. They are so good. They are so good. They're dropping right. in a few. Definitely be on the lookout. That is dope. That is dope. Uh, Ashley, appreciate you having me. I mean, Black Alien, appreciate you Thank having me out you. here. Appreciate Thank you having me out here. Um, and I'm, I'm, I, I, I can't, I can't leave you because Vic would, Vic would kill me if I don't. Uncle Vic told me, twist Ashley's arm and get her back active at BKC. We're gonna bring the playlist back. Can we get you back? On Man. Listen, I miss y'all. I try to stay off of Facebook as much as possible. Facebook is toxic. Facebook is toxic. <laughs> yeah, like it's toxic. Like it's crazy. So I just link to my Instagram and I'm out. Like I'm really not on it like that. But I definitely miss y'all. So I would definitely, I would definitely pop in and say what's up to y'all because yeah, sure, I, I do sure. miss y'all. You de definitely missed, and um, I, I I definitely can't mention someone from BKC without saying rest in peace to the uh, to the late great Miss T Tierra Hall. We love you and miss you, and um, thank you again, Black uh, Black Alien. We can once you, she said you can find her on Instagram at the Black Alien T H E B L K Alien A L I E N. Please follow the podcast at Good in the Hood Pod on Instagram at Good in All Hoods on Twitter. Follow me at Juice in the Hood on Instagram, Juice JVP on Twitter. Thank y'all again. This is episode 49 with the Black Alien. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. This was so good. Thank you so much. So good. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.